Are you working so hard at trying to do your best at work and for everyone else in your life that you have nothing left for yourself? Do you want to be seen as a good person, a good leader, a good Christian, so you say yes to almost everything and feel guilty saying no or setting boundaries around your time? I spent most of my life trying to find my value in seeking the approval of others, achieving success in school and in my career, and trying to be whatever I thought made me pleasing to others. And guess what? I still didn't feel good enough. God changed all that for me, and I know that you can find freedom from people-pleasing and approval-seeking too. I know that you can create more time for the things that matter most without guilt and shame. You can find fulfillment outside the approval of others just as I did. God changed my life through Christian Life Coaching and planted it in my heart that I needed to honor Him by serving other women in the same way. Let me help you create more breathing room, more space in your day so that you can better hear God's leading. Go to gracefilledleader.com to learn more. That's gracefilledleader.com. Grace, G-R-A-C-E, filled, F-I-L-L-E-D, leader.com. Our mindset, the mental framework through which we view the world, plays a pivotal role in shaping our reality. A fixed mindset rooted in inflexible beliefs and a reluctance to entertain alternative perspectives can limit personal growth and hinder meaningful connections. On the other hand, a growth mindset, characterized by openness, adaptability, and a willingness to learn, fosters resilience, and it enriches our understanding of the world. Embracing a growth mindset involves acknowledging that our truth is just one of many possible interpretations. Our truth is not necessarily the truth. By being open to consider another perspective, we create space for curiosity, empathy, and collaboration, which are essential ingredients for navigating the complexities of our human experience. Shifting from a fixed to a growth mindset involves intentional efforts to challenge our assumptions and broaden our understanding. Today I'm going to share with you five practical steps to foster a more open perspective. And I'm going to share a little personal story to paint the picture, if you will. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Gracefield Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, 
I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. But my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people-pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Before I get into the tactical instruction for today, I wanted to share a personal story around the implications of having a fixed mindset and how one's own truth or perspective is not necessarily the truth. How we perceive things is impacted by our own assumptions, our life experiences, the cultural noise around us, our emotions on any given day, all sorts of things. All of these things create a danger that we may assert that something is true even when it is not. I think I've shared on the show that my 22-year-old son is on the autism spectrum. He is very high-functioning, and it may not even be obvious at first that he is neurologically different than others. Sometimes that's almost more of a curse than a blessing because people expect him to function like a neurotypical person. Because he is neurodiverse, however, he sees the world differently and he interacts differently than a neurotypical young man. He is very literal and naive when it comes to the ways in which people almost look to be offended. He tends to speak without always considering how what he says may be perceived. To him, it It's just information and truth. And those things should always be good, right? If he's not malintended, he fails to consider that someone may choose to be offended in spite of his intentions. Sometimes I wish the whole world could function a little more like him from that degree of truth without assumption. Well, He's going to college to be a science teacher, and this semester he was supposed to spend some time doing his practicum in a classroom. In other words, he was going to a classroom with an assigned host teacher. He would observe them and maybe do a few small practice lessons and such, basically just starting to get his toes wet in learning how to teach. He's not even yet into his student teaching, so very, very early in his learning. Well, He showed up his first day, and he thought things went well. He tried to be engaged, asking the teacher questions about the school and the students who attended. He had actually been learning in one of his classes how the background of a student can significantly impact their learning and how they show up in the classroom. So in an effort to be engaging and apply this learning, he inquired about the general demographics of the student's and asked some other questions of the host teacher. 
She answered him and didn't suggest that anything was wrong with the questions he was asking. In fact, before leaving, he and the host teacher sat down and discussed his schedule and how to plan for his time in the classroom. So as far as he knew, it was a good day. No one had told him any different. Well, that night, he got an urgent meeting request from the faculty at his college. They proceeded to ask him if he had been asking questions about the students at the school. And he said yes, and he gave examples of some of the things he asked. They then asked if he had said things, said these things in front of the students. And he thought about it and he said, well, yeah, I guess I did, but I said them quietly to the teacher and the students were busy with an assignment, so they weren't really paying attention to me. Now, I could already see where this was likely going, but he didn't. So anyway, the college faculty said, well... The school isn't really comfortable with you returning and completing your practicum there because it is an inclusive environment and they were uncomfortable with some of the questions you asked, so they don't think it would be a good idea for you to continue there. Now, there are so many things there that got me fired up, but I'll do my best to remain calm and professional in my delivery of the story. My son asked what he had done wrong. He said he didn't intend anything bad by his questions and he didn't understand. He didn't understand why he was not given an opportunity to better understand his mistakes and maybe apologize. Throughout this whole process, not a single teacher or professor sought to understand his intentions, nor did they inform him or coach him as to how he was perceived. So he walked away from this meeting still confused about what he had done wrong. He was just told, "Mm, don't worry about it. They'd find another site for him to do his practicum. This was extremely unsettling for him. He was anxious and confused and he had no idea how to interpret and apply this to future experiences. Now, It's probably a good thing he is an adult and it would not be appropriate for this mama bear here to call up the school and give them a piece of my mind. But his whole life is and has been one in which he is at risk of being misinterpreted. Because of his autism, he needs extra coaching in social skills and life skills. So this whole idea that a learning environment meant to teach him how to teach, would just write him off without even a word of coaching and mentorship, and to say it is because they are inclusive? I'm sorry, but I find that to be irresponsible. Inclusivity must not apply to my autistic son because they did not even attempt to understand his perspective nor contribute to his learning so that he could be more successful in the future. Instead, they chose to assume that he spoke or would speak with malintent, and they chose to be offended. There was no effort made to pull him aside and say, can you help me understand what your intentions were in asking what you did about the students? I'm sure you did not mean any ill will, but it is important that you consider your environment before asking things like this. 
because many of our students already feel marginalized, they may be sensitive to comments and questions about their background. It would have been more appropriate to ask me those things outside the presence of the students and to explain the reason for your asking the question. Something like that. Certainly, my son needs to understand that people's perceptions become truth to them. So it's important to consider consider all of those things when communicating. I do think there was a learning opportunity here for him in this, but no one took the responsibility of actually teaching and mentoring him. Had they stopped to understand and mentor him, he would have been afforded the opportunity to learn and apply that learning. He may have been a great blessing to that classroom, and in fact, would have been an opportunity for them to embrace someone else's uniqueness, to truly be inclusive. Instead, their assumptions created a false truth. That false truth changed the course of his learning and made him question his own character and abilities. That truth that they chose to believe was not the truth about my son. So do you see the impact of a fixed mindset and the dangers of perception becoming truth in your mind? I'm sorry, that example gets me a little bit worked up. Please forgive me. Now, on to the tacticals. Please considering the Consider the following tips for developing a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. Next time you react and assume truth where it may just be your perception, would you slow your roll and consider the facts over your feelings? My first tip is to first question your assumptions. Regularly question your assumptions about people situations, and yourself. Ask whether there might be alternative explanations or viewpoints. In my personal example, perhaps if the teacher would have questioned whatever assumptions she had about my son and what she perceived as rude or exclusive, she may have learned more about him, his intentions, and she could have created a positive learning experience instead of a negative one. Tip number two, cultivate empathy. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Consider their experiences, motivations, and emotions. Empathy nurtures a deep understanding and appreciation for diverse perspectives. We cannot possibly know all that contributes to a person's way of being. A high-functioning autistic brain works very differently than a neurotypical brain. Perhaps inclusivity could have been better practiced had the teacher in the school shown some level of empathy. Are we truly fostering inclusivity and belonging on a broader scale, or are we being exclusive in our inclusivity? I'm just asking the question. You can answer that for yourself. But perhaps if we focused on empathy instead, we would have no need for any other word that pertained to cultivating a sense of belonging. Tip number three, practice mindfulness. 
Mindfulness encourages living in the present moment without judgment. It can help you observe your thoughts and your feelings objectively, thereby reducing the impact of biased perceptions. Wouldn't that be something if we could all just observe our thoughts and feelings objectively in place of creating biased perceptions and turning those perceptions into flawed versions of the truth? Tip number four, seek feedback. You should actively seek feedback from others. Constructive feedback provides valuable insights that can challenge and reshape your perspective. My son really could have used some constructive feedback in my example. He assumed that no news was good news. He may need to be the one to show maturity in seeking out constructive feedback if it isn't offered to him. And finally, tip number five. Embrace lifelong learning. Approach life with a student's mindset, always eager to learn and grow. Embrace the idea that each experience offers an opportunity for personal and intellectual development. This one took me a long time to put into practice. I've always been a learner, sometimes to a fault, soaking up information and ways to develop myself, but I didn't always look at the difficulties in life as opportunities for growth. But I certainly see that now. Some of the most painful experiences are what contribute to the greatest degree of growth, both personally and professionally and spiritually. God uses difficulties to draw us nearer to Him, to learn how to trust and depend on Him. You know, this situation with my son was even a growth opportunity for me. I really did want to give the school a piece of my mind out of protection of my son and a sense of injustice, but instead, I chose to surrender the situation to God. Reacting out of my feelings would not have served my son well. And boy, did the Lord work it out. The very next day, my son had a placement in his hometown high school with his favorite science teachers as host teachers. What a relief. These are people that know his background, they know his neurology, and they're willing to mentor and coach him. God redeemed this situation to one that was an absolute blessing to my son. Yes and amen. Good thing I'm getting a little better at my surrendering or I might have created a big mess because of my own feelings and perceptions. Like everyone else, my version of the truth is limited by the viewpoint I have. I don't have the full truth because I was not there to witness every interaction. It would have been irresponsible for me to react out of anger and frustration. It was not my battle to fight. This was a life and learning experience for my son, one that the Lord blessed in a big way. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. In conclusion, Mindset is a powerful force that shapes the way we navigate the complexities of our lives. By acknowledging the difference between our truth and the truth, we unlock the potential for personal growth 
and rich relationships and a more peaceful and harmonious existence. Embrace the journey of self-discovery and the possibilities that come with a mindset open to the vast diversity of perspectives that shape our shared reality. And until next time, I pray the Lord blesses you with His peace, His gratitude, and His amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.